Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ray of Hope, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Raya White, the CEO and founder of Ray's Race and Life Foundation. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to season one. This is our final episode, season one, episode eight. And for this final episode, I just wanted to come on and say thank you to everyone that has supported us through this journey, that's been tuning in to Apple, Spotify, YouTube, that's been visiting my Dr. Rhea page and listening to it there as well. And I also wanted to end this season with some words of encouragement and give you a little bit of background about myself as well. So I am excited. Uh, that I've had this opportunity over the last few months to spend with you, giving you information, giving you resources, trying to keep you encouraged and uplifted with our special guests and our topics. Uh, We all know that life happens to us all. And so what I try to do is give you the tools that you need to make it through life to be successful and the best version of you. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, But to give you some background about myself, so I have been working with troubled teens and volunteering in our neighborhoods for over the last 30 years. I've actually been in the medical field since 2004. I started out as a medical assistant, later went back to school to become a licensed practical nurse. I got my associates in registered nursing, returned back to school within a week or so, and got my master's in nursing education. Finally went back to school and got my doctorate in nursing practice. And now I am happy to say that I am back in school getting my psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. So I've been very busy over these last few years and I decided to go back to school um, in my 40s. So it's never too late. It's never too early to live out your dreams, live out your purpose or your passion. Just make those necessary steps and step out on faith. You can do it. Um, But I have worked with troubled teens, uh, mental health, uh, behavioral health. I've worked with adults in detox and rehabilitation. Also have some experience with cognitive development for aging adults or senior citizens. And so mental health has always been my thing. I think I will do mental health probably until the day I die. Um, That's just where my passion is. I love to help people that are trying to figure it out people that are looking for direction that just need some help and some guidance. People that may not know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel unless someone is there to hold their hand, show them how to be the best version of themselves and how to cope when life happens to them. So that is where my passion is. That's my purpose. I think that I was born to be a nurse, to later be a doctor, to work with individuals that are troubled. Um, So That's why I do what I do. So I do know that, you know, every time we turn on the news or TV, social media, we are seeing tragedy all around us. It's in our backyards, it's our next door neighbors, it's across the world, it's our family members, friends, coworkers, someone is going through something at this particular time. Um, It doesn't seem like that it's going to get any better. So what we have to do for ourselves is learn how to maneuver through life, how to cope with life, how to stay prayerful, how to take accountability, and how to be steadfast in making sure that we can do what's best for ourselves and our families um, to make it. Uh, We have to give ourselves a chance. We have to show up for ourselves so that we can show up for others. 
And so I created the foundation, which is a nonprofit because I wanted to provide our community with free resources, education and services that will help as many individuals as possible. Um, so I created the podcast because I wanted to be able to have people on like special guests that are relatable, that you can hear their stories and how they survive, what they have gone through and how they survive may not work for you, but I'm hoping that you take something away from each episode or each special guest that will help you to be encouraged and see that there is hope, um, that it's not a storm that you're going to sing in. You will make it through the storm. And the Bible even tells us that there will be storms and that you'll make it through. It never said that storms wouldn't come. It said there would be storms, but you would make it through. So that's what we hope that you get from the podcast when you tune in each week. So I myself, I am the girl that they say that's from the hood. I grew up in the short north. I grew up on 18th and Cleveland. I also lived in a project that's called Capitol Park. A lot of people may know that, but I was um, there in elementary school. I was in kindergarten at East London Elementary School. And I think I left when I was like in the fifth grade. And then I moved over into 18th and Cleveland, where I later went to Gladstone Elementary and met some wonderful people that I am still friends with to this day. And actually, I think about it, I'm still friends with people that I went to kindergarten with. So. I've been blessed. I come from humble beginnings. Um, I do know that God had brought these people into my life for this very moment. I knew I had a purpose for my life at a very early age, and I think he's aligned some wonderful people uh, for me to help and for them to help me as well. And so at the age of five, approximately, is when I had started reading my book of Bible stories with my mom and my sister. We would sit on her bed and we would get the books open and I love the colorful illustrations, but I was always in tune and wanted to know more about God at an early age, at the age of five. And so uh, my mom would tell you, I used to save my allowance and I used to say, hey, can I adopt the kids on TV? Every time there was a commercial that come on and said, you can feed the kids, you can adopt the kid. So I'm like, well, let's give them my allowance. And I would save my allowance and she knew I was going to be a giver. And I, to this day, I'm still a giver. I'm still trying to help people. I'm still trying to do as much as I can for people in my community. And like I said, it was at an early age of five. So I think God had his hand on me quite early and walk me through my path. So happy about that. But um, I was taught at a very early age to love people and not things. And for me, that meant that I wouldn't get so caught up in materialistic things and, you know, being shallow and all that kind of stuff that I would be kind. Being kind, being compassionate, being caring, um, not thinking about myself and being selfish, you know, all the time. I think that's what it meant when I was taught to love people and not things. And so a lot of people that work with me or that are my friends, they will tell you that, you know, often I would have something, they'd be like, oh, I like this shirt or I like this necklace or, oh, I like these shoes. And I would say, take it. It's yours. Um, if it makes you happy, because I'd rather see people happy. That's just how I am. I'm always smiling. And I had a nickname growing up that was Raya Sunshine because I smile so much and I have frown lines because of that. But it's okay because it's part of aging. <laughs> it's part of life. And I'm going to keep on smiling. I'm going to keep on giving. I want to keep on being kind. 
um, as much as I can in helping the next man. So, but being in the medical field, I did learn that everyone that I meet, they have a story. They have a past. We all have a past. We all have a story. And so when I meet people, I'm open to hearing those stories and hearing the past, but I am more concerned with how do I help you heal? How do I help you move on from that hurt and that pain and that trauma? How do I help you see that you can walk in your purpose and that that stuff doesn't control your life? How do I help you to be the best version of you? So again, that is why I started this foundation. This is why I do what I do. You know, I want people to know that, you know, if you suffered abuse, any type of abuse that you can get out of it, um, that you can get resources to help you work through it, that there are people, counselors, friends, um, organizations, foundations available to help you work through that abuse, that pain, and to get away from it if you're still currently in it. Um, so I do know that for many of us, especially young black girls and women, we have suffered trauma and pain since the beginning of time. You know, there were enslaved women who were operated on and they were scapegoats and experimented on for the sake of science, for the sake of the medical field. Our bodies were mutilated. You know, we have our men that were part of the Tuskegee syphilis experiment and, you know, just so much pain, so much trauma that we've learned and that we've endured. And so a lot of people always say, you know, we have these generational curses. Yeah, that may be true, but there are things that we can do and choices that we can make to get away from those generational curses because it starts with us. And the Bible does say that God gives us free will to choose. So we have to choose to heal. We have to choose to step outside of what we know to become better for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, our friends, and for our life. Life is not promised, so we have to live out the best days. Again, it is a choice to seek help. It is a choice to seek healing. It is a choice to be the best version of you. So with that being said, um, I know that for many of us, it was our spirituality or religion that kept us in tune, that kept us going steadfast and not breaking down during that trauma, during that hurt, that pain, whatever it is that we've gone through those storms that come and disrupt our lives. But in Luke 145, it says, we are reminded that blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment in her life based on what God said for her. And so I think that that is important to remember that if you keep your faith at the focus of your healing, that it makes it that much easier for you. Like I said, for myself, I know God had his hands on me at a very early age. And even though I've gone through things in my childhood and as an adult, it was my prayers every morning and every night that kept me steadfast, that gave me faith that I knew I was gonna be okay. And that this was only a test, it was only a storm, but it was not my future. So we have to remember to keep being prayerful and to keep that faith and keep believing that you are what God said you are. 
So there's choices that we make. Um, you know, I was a teen mother. I had my son when I was 17. I had my daughter when I was 22. And there were a lot of naysayers. There were a lot of people who would say things like, you know, you need to accept the things that are given to you because you're not going to be much in life because you're a teen mother. These are the things that you are limited to because of the choices that you make. But I was taught to listen to God and not people. And so I believe that I could be anything that I wanted to be in life. I believe that it, I wasn't a stereotype. I wasn't the standard because I had a, a child as a teen mom. I, I didn't believe that that was it for me. I had a mother that was strong and that instilled in me that I could be whatever it was that I wanted to be. And at a very young age, I would write my name as Dr. Ray and Dr. White and I would work towards that. My mom said, if that's what you wanna be, that's what you work towards. You listen to God and not people. And so that's what I did to become who I am today. So, you know, sometimes life does get the best of us, but we just have to remember that it's only a trial. It's only a storm. And we know storms don't last. Usually when there's a nice good storm and there's thunder and lightning, after it's over, but there's a beautiful rainbow. And many of us like to take pictures of those rainbows and post them to remind us that there is light at the end of the tunnel. There's a pot of gold at the end of the road. There is so much more for you after you've endured those storms and those trials and those tribulations. You just have to believe in yourself. You just have to be positive and create a positive mindset for yourself. Try not to dwell in the negativity Try not to dwell in the naysayers and what people say about your life. Listen to God and not people. Listen to yourself. Encourage yourself. Speak life over yourself. That's the best thing that you can do for yourself and your family. Speak life. And so I spoke recently um, at Pastor Nikki Hampton, wonderful, beautiful lady, invited me to speak about women emerging. And I was so excited when I heard this title because I see myself from a teen mom to a doctor as a woman that has emerged from the hood or like people like to say the ghetto, which I appreciate my humble beginnings. I love my humble beginnings. I wouldn't have it any other way. But I had it to do all over again because it made me the woman that I am today that's compassionate, that's caring, that's kind, and that I see people for who they are and not from where they come from. So I'm thankful for that. But when I got this topic of woman emerged, I looked up emerge and it says to move out or away from into something and to come into view. It's becoming, becoming prominent or that best version of you. It means to manifest and to rise and to develop. And that's what we should be focusing on every single day is emerging emerging from that hurt that pain and that past emerging from that storm until you see your rainbow you know when i would read the bible i would always read psalms i don't know why but i love psalms and and so in psalms 46 5 it says god is in the midst of her she shall not be moved god will help when morning dawns and so for me that meaning means that he will give you strength when you are weak, he will carry your burdens. 
We just have to believe. We just have to emerge. We have to walk in his light. We have to live in his purpose. And so anytime I felt down or depressed, I would always speak to myself and I would say, I will not be defeated. And I would repeat that over and over again, because I still have my moments, you know, when I listen to everyone else's story, sometimes I take on that burden for them and then I have to release it and I have to pray and I have to speak life over myself, you know, because as women, we carry so much. Um, we carry so many burdens from childhood trauma to being a parent, grandparent, to dealing with stressors of becoming an adult. You know, sometimes it's hard to transition from teen to womanhood for a lot of people, even for men as well. You know, it's hard to step out on your own and, and to flourish as an adult. There's so many things that we are not taught that we have to learn on our own once we do transition. You know, we have employment stressors with COVID-19 and this pandemic. Some people lost their jobs. A lot of companies are like, we can't pay you. A lot of businesses have closed down for um, self-employed and entrepreneurs. It was just a mess during this COVID-19 pandemic. And that can be stressful. There's cultural disparities. There's racial injustices that we see every single time we turn on the news. It's just so much going on that can be stressful. So there are some tools that we can use to be encouraged um, to help heal, to help you work through your pain. Doesn't work for everyone because it's not a one size fits all. I can only tell you some things that have helped myself and some of the people that I know. Again, not saying that this could work for you, but if you want to try it, please try it. Um, anything that can help you be the best version of you that's healed and living out your purpose, try it. Um, but for me, number one was staying in prayer. I like to wake up every morning and say a prayer over myself, my family, my neighbors, coworkers, even my enemies. Yes, I pray for my enemies because everyone is going through something, even my enemies. So I pray for them. They may not be able to pray for themselves. And so I'm going to show them love regardless. If you like me or not, I'm still going to pray for you because there's something that's dwelling in you, that's hurting you, that you're projecting out onto others. So yes, I'm going to pray for my enemies. Also, I like to self-evaluate. I'm not always right. I don't always have the answers. And then I always have to look and see what part am I playing in my life's purpose, pain, in my demise. Because we have choices, we have free will. So I have to self-evaluate and say, what am I doing that's hurting other people or that can make me better? And then I have to have that victim to victor mindset and know that I can do things for myself to get myself on the right path of healing. You know, we can go to counselors again, we can sit behind the wall, we can get the tools, but what do you do for yourself once you leave your therapy session? victim to victor mindset you're taking the power away from the things and the people that hurt you and coming out victorious by choice choosing to heal choosing to seek counseling choosing to pray making an honest effort to be the best version of yourself so number four is accountability i own my life i own my actions i own my choices I decide how I live out the rest of my days. I'm going to make the rest of my days my best days. I'm not going to dwell in my pain. I'm not going to dwell in my past. I'm going to make an effort to live the rest of my days as my best days. 
Number five, be unapologetic. I am me. My mental health matters. I will put my mental health first. Again, if I don't show up for myself, I cannot show up for you. And a lot of times as parents, we get caught up in what we have to do for everyone around us in the household that we begin to neglect ourselves. We neglect feeding ourselves. We neglect our, our taking care of our hair, taking care of our skin, our teeth, or taking a shower, cleaning the home. We start to neglect things when we don't take care of ourselves first. Again, if you don't show up for you, you cannot show up for other people, including your babies. So put your mental health as a priority so that you can be the best version of yourself for those loved ones around you. And be unapologetic doing it. You know, I just need an hour to myself. I want to soak in the tub. I want to get a pedicure. I want to go get a manicure. Let me heal. Let me be at peace. And then I will come back and give you 100%. But right now, I need to do this for me. And it doesn't mean you're selfish. It means that you are putting your mental health as a priority so that you don't project your hurt and pain onto other people. Face your fears, face your trauma, face your childhood. You can't heal what you hide. If you're hiding it, how can you heal? Because you're keeping it bottled in and you're reflecting on all the pain and the hurt and you're reliving out that, that, that thing that hurt you the most. So you have to bring it to the forefront. You have to face it. Once you face it, you can become vulnerable and you can allow yourself the time, the space to heal, um, to let people in, to guide you to who you need to be around and where you need to be for your healing. You know, if you come to me and you say, you know, I've been dealing with these issues with my marriage, I'm not a marriage counselor, but because you have faced that fear and you've opened up, I can say, hey, I have this friend who is a marriage counselor. She would be great or he would be great. Let me refer you. Let me get you the help that you need. Again, you cannot heal what you hide. Face your fears. Number seven, find your coping mechanisms. We all have those coping mechanisms. We all have triggers that can set us off. So now learn how to find your coping mechanisms. Learn what works for you to calm you down. For me, I like gospel music. I like to pray. I like to count. I like to draw. I like to write. And I'm a big writer. I like to read. But all those things are coping mechanisms for me. So instead of exploding, instead of sitting around being mad about something that someone said or did to me, I go and I release with one of my coping mechanisms so that it doesn't eat away at me because they're going on with their life and I'm still sitting here mad about something someone said or something did. So let me go and find one of my coping mechanisms and move on and let it go. I don't want to be stressed. I want to live out my last days as my best days. And number eight, let go, let God, get rid of that hurt, move on, be happy, make a choice to be happy. Just make a choice. That's all you have to do. You just have to wake up with a positive mindset and say, today, I choose to have a good day. Today, I choose to walk in my purpose. Today, I choose to heal. That's all you have to do, make a positive choice. It won't always be easy. There'll be those days where you feel like the world is just crumbling on your shoulders and you just can't catch a break, but that's okay because it happens to us all. Um, I don't know anyone that hasn't had one of those days where they just wake up and it's like, oh my God, everything has gone wrong, but that's okay. But just make a choice that you're gonna try to do your best to have a positive day. 
You're going to try to make time for yourself. You're going to try to work on your healing and your mental health. That's all you can do. But just have a positive mindset while you're doing that. You know, in Ezekiel 36, 26, God said, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit within you. And I will remove your heart of stone and I will replace it with a heart of flesh. So again, he's telling you to let go. He will replace all that bad mood, that bad energy with a heart of flesh. You got to let go of the pain. You got to let go of the hurt. You got to take away that power from those people that hurt you. Don't let them win. This is your life. Again, live your best life. God will supply your every need. We just have to walk in faith. So again, don't get so caught up that all you do is play victim for 10, 15 years while others have began the healing journey and walking in their purpose and living their best lives. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ray of Hope, the podcast. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Ray White, the CEO and founder of Ray's Raise the Light Foundation. We appreciate you tuning in to all eight episodes and stay tuned for season two. Have a blessed evening. Thank you.